Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay, with me this week. Uh, the one and only Johnny Wright. Hey, I'm back. You are back. Everyone else left, though. That's fair. <laughs> so, they, heard, they, heard, they heard I was coming back. They're like, eesh. Rough. Uh, but no, um, I, I know Brian had some things to do. No idea about Austin. He probably told us, but I can't remember no, I, anything I, no, ever. I think he, I think he just ghosted. Just ghosted. Fair. Um, but uh, this week is kind of a Sony-heavy week. There, there's some interesting things that definitely went on across the week. Um, but first, one of the cool things that I definitely want to shout out. Um, if you are not collecting them yet, uh, grab yourself an Epic Game Store account. Start collecting those free games. We talk about it all the time. Um, right now, over on the Epic Game Store, you can pick up the entire Bioshock collection for free. Well, Bioshock the Collection, the game. So it's all three of the games with the DLCs um, for free. Usually a $60 game. And they've been giving out mystery games. Before that, they gave out um, Borderlands 3. The next game is uh, set to unlock, um, it looks like, in four days. So yeah, thurs- Thursday. Yeah. It's always random stuff. Um, moving into holidays and now we're starting to notice it more and more throughout um like e3 season so going into june um they give out some pretty solid stuff you were just saying how many like you, you've you have like a ton of games but you've only bought like four of them right yeah yeah i think i bought like maybe four or five but my library is sitting at 166 yeah so i think i'm in the same boat i think i bought um man eater because you could only play it here first and i was like i really want to be a shark and just eat things um that game's really good um so i guess a shameless plug for a game i like but cool that wraps up freebies uh you've been out a while what have you been up to what have you been um, playing i've uh, been playing i actually just started playing final fantasy 14 again i revamped my membership uh, a couple days ago because i just picked up Endwalker on the PlayStation sale that's currently going on. Um, I figured I had some extra currency available. I also grabbed Stranger of Paradise while it was on sale, so I got all my Final Fantasy out of my system. Um, hoping to be able to sit down on my laptop and just grind through some Final Fantasy 14 though, um, making myself use it a little bit more so I don't feel bad about dropping all that money on a laptop. Where are but, you? Um, where are you at? Um, in the in, in as far as the. Um, like oh god! Go. Oh god! No! Um, I'm start- every time I start playing, I start a new character. <laughs> okay. Because I so, have friends on different servers, and right now I don't want to pay the server transfer fee of eighteen bucks to move my good character from one server over to a new one, especially because you can visit other servers now. Um, hmm. But I kind of want to just jump in with a new character and grind it out and get to level fifty really quick, so I can start unlocking the the new jobs. For sure. For sure. I don't know. I always want to go through what the expansions have to offer from beginning to end before I jump into what they would consider in-game for that piece or whatever. Um, and I think that's probably part of my downfall. That and playing an MMO or buying into an MMO and then not having anybody to actually sit down and play it with consistently. 
Yeah, the nice thing about 14, though, is it's it's pretty much soloable now. You can do a ton of that content solo, mm -hmm. um, and that means I can just literally just put a podcast on in the background and go through it if I want to. Right. But I, I'm having the problem right now where with the recent update, they, or one of the recent updates, they realigned a lot of the early class abilities, mm -hmm. and it totally broke my rotation. Like, they got rid of some abilities, moved some to different levels, moved the requirements for some around. Like, just playing an archer, I used to have the ability just to rotate between two different attacks consistently early on. And now the setup, because the setup was always guaranteed for that second attack to be able to use it. So you'd use one attack, rotate to the second, and repeat. Now mm -hmm. there's only a 20% chance that, that your primary attack will set up for that second attack. And it's just little stuff like that that's kind of annoying yeah. that I have to get used to because it changes my entire rotation because it's all muscle memory. Even when I pick the controller up now and I'm like, oh yeah, this, 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 this. Now it's like this, uh, this instead over and over. Yeah, I haven't played, I haven't played in such a long time, but that is, I, I really like the, um, the job system. It was it, it. It kept me wanting to play. Like even if I had new friends that were coming on that were going to play, which was actually more likely. Um, like I would start playing and I would play whatever class with one friend, and then I could just switch over. You know, start at level zero with the same character and, and work my way up. Um, huge perk about that game. So cool. And. Uh, me, I, I'm working through getting the Platinum on um, Cyberpunk uh, for PS5. I already got it on PS4, so I'm like one trophy away. Or two trophies away. Um, I always do it. I think I've done it twice now. There's one trophy that you get for um, having uh, a certain implant that when you die, it brings you back to full health. Um and then you have to do that basically die come back to full health and then kill the person within five seconds and you need a certain score on one of your um, skills and i'm always like the first time i played i did the same thing i was two points away on, on that uh, yeah so you have to make a character all over again and, and max it out um but and the good news is it's usually pretty quick you can just run around and do like um the like NCPD, like radio things, and that gets you experience really, really fast. So, yeah, I have that to do, and I'm working on <clears throat> working on the final ending. Um, I'm already, I'm already like halfway through it. Um, man, the endings of that game are wild, though. They like one of the endings straight up set up for one of their DLCs. You can already see where they're going with it. Um, so that's pretty fun. That's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much been it for me. Yeah, I'm um, lucky that I had time to get back into the games with work and home and getting COVID while I was uh, not doing this. Yeah. And then stressing with getting the kid enrolled in kindergarten and just all the fun life events that happened throughout the past 30 days. Um, I'm Feel glad that. that I can sit down and breathe at a video game for a minute. Yeah, yeah. For sure. All I mean, right. I, I do think that I beat Elden Ring back at the beginning of all this, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. That's good. 
Um, um, were you happy with your ending, or were you pretty, <laughs> pretty unhappy with? Uh, you're like, damn, all this work, and that's that's what I ended up getting. I uh, should have been a better uh, tarnished. No, I think uh, I did some wild stuff in the playthrough that I was excited that I was glad that I did just to experience it, and the endings the, of the three main endings there still is a huge fan theory that each of the endings correlates to the other FromSoft games, which is weird, but um, I don't know. It's 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 different, that's for sure. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited to get there. I just I had to take a break. It's just too much. Yeah, I, um, I even started another character, which is a terrible idea, so... Yeah. Alright, well, well, since we got um, all of the pleasantries out of the way, I've talked about your guys' free game... Um, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Just before that, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games and check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, we'll start with uh, some Sony news. We have uh, about four um, news pieces <laughs> here that uh, pertain to Sony specifically. Um, first one up is uh, God of War Ragnarok actually getting um, rated in Korea. But getting rated. Um, I, I, I think that's just, uh, you know, kind of setting up, um, saying that it's on track, pretty much. Yeah, usually... It's, it's time frame. Yeah, usually when we see that, we just know that it's coming sooner. Um, that typically means that we're able... Like, if it's once it gets rated somewhere... That means it's probably got a release date in the back pocket, and we'll probably get that release date next month, next week. Next week, um, yeah, yeah. Um, which you know is is one of the things that we can, um, I guess, we can kind of sw- switch it up and just since we're already talking about uh, that, uh, they have Sony has a state of play. Uh, it's going to be happening this upcoming week. Uh, it's going to be uh, Thursday, June second. Looking at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's 3, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Um, so, yeah, they said that there's going to be 30 minutes of trailers, as well as brand new announcements. Um, I know we already started theorizing, like, okay, who are they saying they're going to acquire? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing that they, that they wanted to say um, was, like, not just updates. You know, we have some exciting reveals from third-party partners. Uh, sneak peek at several games in development for PSVR 2 um, and things like that. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. Um, or if you're looking into some of the highlights, you can, of course, you know, check out um, our Facebook or Twitter. We'll definitely be trying to keep you guys up to date on that. Yeah, it's been definitely a lot of back and forth on Sony for the past week because it's been a lot of them giving little bits of information leading up to the state of play that we're getting next week. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is probably when we're going to get our PlayStation Plus announcements because we still haven't even gotten those yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This show would have been our monthly show, but we very well can't do it because not only do we not have the PlayStation Plus, we also don't have games with gold. So, cutting close. And in standing with typical tradition, we'll probably get games with gold in about three hours. Yep. Yeah, I imagine at uh, about twelve thirty Eastern time. <laughs> it's usually when we get done. Usually, right when we're done with all of this, the first thing we see is in the group chat. Some one of us finds the games with gold after they get announced. Yeah, 
And then we're all kind of pissed off. Ah, oh, goddamn it, they did it again. All Pretty right. Time. Um, continuing on with God of War, uh, looks like we are finally getting uh, some of those TV shows that we've been expecting and kind of looking at. Um, and, and some that we weren't expecting. <laughs> right. Um, so it looks like God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo are all getting television shows. Um, whereas the first two are a little more announced and, and thought out. Um, no real uh, information is known about the Gran Turismo show. Um, but it could be really good. I mean, you really know what you're going to get with God of War and Horizon. I, I, I'm a little more optimistic on something like Gran Turismo because they could take it any sort of direction. Like, it could I could go back to, like, early Fast and the Furious kind of stuff. Um, like, who knows? Like, where what direction it goes. I really hope that it's not just about, like, that it's not just, like, a drama about a dude who races circuit racing. That would just, I think, be boring. But, um, let's see here. Oh, uh, this was, uh, this article was updated. I actually didn't see this update. Um, Gran Turismo is being made into a movie, not a television show. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, I forgot it is a movie, which makes so little weird sense yeah out of all of them to be a like a major motion like picture i don't think gran turismo was it chief like literally either horizon or god of war would have been i would i would go to the theater to probably see both of those movies but gran turismo i don't think you're gonna see me out there so kind of a bold choice i feel like they should have flipped that um, you know, we also have uh, The Last of Us um, series in the works. And as well, uh, there's supposed to be a Twisted Metal show from the writers of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. I do like, I do like Twisted Metal. I do like Bob's Burgers. I actually saw the um, movie yesterday. Um, wasn't terrible. I, 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 I don't think watching the show, I, I think... Um, I just don't think... Uh, about how much they like musicals until I watch the movie. Because there's a lot of musical numbers. <laughs> At the end of it, I was like, were there too many musical numbers? Ash is like, I think there might have been. So, still fun though. Um, still a fan. Still like what, uh, what they got going on. Yeah, but we'll see what kind of weirdness that leads to with uh, Twisted Metal though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did get, of course, the Uncharted movie, as well as the upcoming Ghost of Tsushima movie from John Wick's um, Chad Estolsky. Man, Ghost of Tsushima is, like, already a movie. Yeah. Like, I don't need anything more. I could just watch a playthrough. Hopefully the movie will have a director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then... Um, some more of the PlayStation news. Uh, Sony is definitely going... It sounds like they're really leaning into their PC releases. Yeah, they discussed their they discussed their plans for the next couple years. That's good. Um, and, yeah, they've... Um, let's see here. I was looking for the numbers exactly. Um, 
Sony is predicting a huge upswing in revenue from PC releases in the next 12 months to be 300 million, which suggests the company will announce and release more PC games soon. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, itself has sold around 2.4 million copies, um, driving this revenue to 60 million. Um, and then, you know, we have similar things with Days Gone, God of War. Um, so it's looking good. It's good that they're seeing growth in that market. A market that I think people have been asking for for a long time. Um, looking at PC as a competitor is it makes sense on one hand, but on the other hand, it really doesn't. Um, I think putting your games on that as a platform and getting a chunk of that, you know, a cut of that that pie, that makes more sense to me than keeping things fully 100% exclusive. I would say day one exclusivity makes sense. But when it shifts to something like um, a streaming service, pop it onto PC. Let them buy it on PC. I mean, that makes sense to me. And the uh, last bit, that was something you threw on here, right? Yeah, um, like, with coming with all the stuff coming to PC, Sony did announce a little bit more of their financial plans and where they expect numbers to be uh, with, over the next couple years. And in the in the one of the slides for their big presentation, they talked about um, the, the, well, in one of the slides they broke down a, a little bar over three different sets, and it showed basically their PC and and now introducing mobile growth. So they showed, you know, back in 2019, everything was PS4 with a sliver, tiny sliver of PC. Um, 2022, which is right now, um, the expected breakdown is a pretty good chunk of PS5 only, uh, a good, a little chunk of a blend of PS4 and PS5, and then a, a bigger chunk of PC and a, a decent-sized chunk of mobile. Uh, that mobile chunk is bigger than the PC chunk was three years ago. Yeah, and the PC chunk is um, probably has seen a growth from year to year by, or, you know, in between 2019 to 2022 by, um, I would say, 200% at least. It's bit, it's a big one. It was a pretty big one. And then looking forward to 2025, their expectation is uh, just about half of just PS5 and mm-hmm. the other half of their resources or the other half of their profits coming through from a blend of mobile and PC. Nowhere yeah. in the 2025 block is P- is PS4 mentioned. Yeah, not even the blend from PS4 to PS5, as would be mentioned uh, that we saw at the fiscal year of 2022. So I, I like that. I really like that they're... Um, it seems like they're easing up and they're leaning into things. Um, and it, that, like 2025, that's kind of when we're you know the kind of time frame that we're always talking about is like we'll truly see next gen right around this time right i think it's going to be 2024 to 2025 um man i'm trying to think like of what what kind of game marks the the true shift to next gen because we're already getting you know we have um several different companies coming out saying you know like hey we're not releasing this for like last gen stuff. It, it's going to be for current gen only. Um, there, there's a few games that I had kind of like readied up, but I've completely forgot them after everything I've looked at this morning. Um, 
but yeah, it like that stuff still kind of has those like restrictions. And even though they're not releasing for it, you know, they're still thinking in that mindset. And it won't be until you know we start to see um, that friendly competition that you know you see those growth. Um, so yeah, twenty twenty five looks like that's the year. And right. and honestly, it, it could even happen sooner. That's okay. just a that's just a safe bet of them pushing out further. They could they they could by halfway through next year be done with it. It just looks like their plan is definitively by twenty twenty five to be done with PS four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it could be sooner. I think that's one thing a lot of people are not reading too much into on this on this slide that came through. Uh, because it does show a big enough gap because they want to show that progress. They really want to show that real growth on the PC and mobile side of it so people know what to look forward to. But It also they, gives them that padding. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't, like, look foolish. Like, give yourself more time than not enough time kind of situation. It's cool. But, yeah, Sony is, uh, Sony's, right Sony's got some busy times coming up. Yeah. Um, especially in the next couple of days, looking at that state of play. I, I'm, I'm really, I don't know why. I'm, um, I don't know if there's going to be a big announcement, but it is that time of year where it kind of like, you get that feeling, hey, if they're going to announce something really cool and really big, it'll either be now or it'll be in December. Yeah, and they're focusing on third party with this, so I'm kind of excited to maybe hear Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I wouldn't mind Ugh. hearing of an acquisition or two. Um, there's there's a lot of small things I would be excited for. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Brian. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. This pandemic will not end just because we reached a specific day, but when we truly stop the spread of COVID-19. So please wear a mask and get vaccinated. You can find out where to get vaccinated by visiting vaccines.gov. Thank you and enjoy the show. All right, shifting off of um, Sony, as uh, pretty much as much as we can, um... Looking at Witcher, uh, Witcher 4 has entered uh, the pre-production phase. Um, so that's um, just kind of a, an update on, on where they are on that. Um, from what I'm hearing is everybody is um, that was working on um, Witcher 4, kind of some early planning stages. Um, and, and a lot of the people that were working on various other projects has shifted over to focus on um, Cyberpunk to complete what they're working on with Cyberpunk. Um, and then after that, that should match up with um, them ending the pre-production. Um, so they'll shift everybody from Cyberpunk straight into production for The Witcher 4. Um, do we have a like official timeline of like when that's going to happen no i don't think putting the timeline on cyberpunk or, or on anything cyberpunk or uh, cd project is a good idea right now um but uh it is looking positive um after you know i would say probably man outside of i can't think of a worse like a worse release of a game outside of um no man's sky and I would think, arguably, Cyberpunk may have been worse. So they're coming yeah, they're, hot off some yeah. tough times. Yeah. I mean, poor Cyberpunk. 
it, as we talked before, it suffered from so many problems, and I, I still think one of the biggest is that it should not have been a cross-gen game. Yes. Yep. That poor, poor game. Yeah, well, I, I, and then those poor systems, when you put that game in it. <laughs> it Never just, thought I'd hear that poor little PS4 cry itself to death. Yeah, it, it just, it, it was such a dense game, such an ambitious project. Um and going back again, playing it again, it's it, it's it's one of my one of my all time favorite games. Just because I love what it does, I love the setting. I, I like the story. I like the arcs of the story, and the way that the things that you do halfway through can you know lead you to some specialty endings um, and things like that. It's just it it does do role playing. I think incredibly well and. Now is a great time to play to play that game. If you have next gen or if you're playing on PC, I would say definitely avoid anything last gen. Um, but I've had very few. I've had a couple small things that that I'm like, hmm, when did that go down like that? But so far, you know, everything else that I've experienced while going through this playthrough has been, you know, pretty much pretty much flawless, and it looks great. Um, so they really optimize things properly. Um, and they've actually seen an uptick, uh, in sales because the game went, it dropped to like 10 bucks in a lot of places and it's really pushed their, um, uh, their overall sales figure for the game, I think to an unexpected place. So pretty good. Um, but yeah, looking at Witcher 4, I still, I, it's not something that I even want to put a like time frame on. Like, I would happily go. I think enough time would be like twenty twenty five, but I, I don't even want to go. Don't even want to go that far because I, I want the game to be done when it's done. I want them to think, you know, without um, you know falling into like a development hell. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and we're still waiting for we're still waiting for Witcher Three, Cyberpunk. We're getting hints at the new DLC whenever that finally decides to drop. But I just I don't think that I don't think that CD Projekt Red and timelines go well together anymore. Right. Just let right. Let's, let's just let things happen. So I mean, we were talking about um, you know companies being acquired. I I am surprised that um, Microsoft hasn't made them an offer. And we haven't heard anything about that. Um, I, I realize Microsoft's like could be like, ooh, you know, they're coming off some pretty like rough stuff. I, I we definitely don't want to get in on that. But I mean, they did the same thing with Activision at possibly their worst time in history. Um, that focus, I think, giving giving CD Projekt Red the funds that they need. I don't. I think if you do that, the, give them the realistic funds that they need, along with the time. Um, I, I don't think that they'll ever, with that storm happening, I don't think that they could make a bad game, at least in where they're at right now. I, I think, with, yeah, definitely with enough time and um, you know the appropriate people, yeah, you definitely get definitely get some quality. Um, but there are some good things that came out of the negatives with Cyberpunk. You know, we're getting a lot of, um, you know, the, some of the people who broke off creating small independent studios working on some really cool things. 
Um, I'm excited to see some of that too. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I, I honestly, I, I wish that we just didn't even get that Witcher Four teaser until way later. Yeah, I, um, agree. I feel like they could have just not done that, and everybody would have been fine. Um, but now because of that, we are getting every little bit of news like, oh, it's, we're in pre-production now. It's like, bro, technically, like, I guess we were in pre-pre-production beforehand then. Because as soon as you tell us it's happening, as far as I'm concerned, that's pre-production. Like, it's already, it's it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and it, it's definitely inevitable. Like, whether or not we'll get anything in the cyberpunk universe again, like, there was nothing else to come after this. You know, it had to be something Witcher related, especially with the like, success of the show. So, cool. Um, we will uh, maybe keep you updated. We may ignore this. I don't know, but I do know a lot of us here are pretty excited and are big uh, Witcher fans. So, we'll probably keep you up to date. <laughs> um, so there are some weird things going on over at Xbox. Um, they had a streaming device codenamed Keystone. Uh, which is an Xbox cloud streaming device um, that they have been talking about and, and moving back and forth on. Um, Windows Central ended up getting a uh, little exclusive to talk about this. Um, and some of the interesting things that they've said um, kind of fall under uh, the category of we have we're working on this thing. Um, it, it's going to be a device uh, that will be connected to any TV or monitor without the need for a console. So it's kind of basically like a... Um, like a Chromecast. Like a Chromecast, really. Like a... Um, yeah, something like that. Um, and it'll just allow you to... It's basically a Stadia. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Um, but, I didn't want to say the S word. You know, they have, like, really early, like, like 4chan is definitely known for, and different places like that are known for doing, like, fan renders of what this thing can look like. Um, so you see those floating around online. But <clears throat> their biggest thing is they're continuing to learn and refocus their efforts as they learn these new things um, while going forward. Um, they've made the decision to pivot away from their current iteration of the device. So whatever they had been working on, they had either run into a roadblock or something that caused them to question it. And they're like, Oop, nope, time to pivot on whatever we were doing. Um, and I wonder if that's uh, pivoting away from a physical device altogether. And just creating an app instead. So, I mean, they, they've already had, you know, some, uh, some success with that. But I, I think it would be it might serve them better to instead of doing a next console because this is the direction that we're going just having the system just be an application that you can load on you know any of these tvs or monitors um but that's where things get dicey not something that i ever thought about um and and i know it's something you've definitely ran into as well johnny um where uh you you want something app wise on a tv and it just doesn't exist on that tv on that brand of tv specifically I don't, have you ever run <laughs> yeah. into that yeah that's uh that's how uh, my hbo max had to get uh installed on my lg smart tv 
by logging into a different region. Um, uh -huh. I had yeah. to log in. I had to go through the settings and set my TV up as Mexico, just to be able to install HBO Max on it, and then I could set everything back to US, and it was fine. Wow. It's just dumb little, <clears throat> dumb little copyright or dumb little restrictions and exclusivity agreements and things like that make it all a pain mm -hmm. in the butt. Um, I, had, I feel like. Okay. I was gonna say I feel like the app route would be a one good way to go, but um, they're still they'd still be restricting themselves to just smart TVs at that point. And there's still more capability out there in having something cheap like a Chromecast type device to throw onto a non-smart TV, and those devices really aren't that That's expensive. True. That's true. So uh, yeah, a, a wealth of options. I, I, I'm curious. I mean, I, I would love to be part of some of those internal conversations just to see what you know what they're thinking as a company altogether. Um, I know I had that that issue with, and it was the whole reason I ended up buying a specific Samsung TV. And I'm not a Samsung person at all, um, but I bought this specific TV because I could get um, this uh, Steam Smart Link on it, and I could link my PC games to my TV in like a different room. And I was like, "This is awesome!" And I used it for about a week, and then I was like, "Hmm." I this is awesome, but I'll never use it. <laughs> well, I, it was one of those things like, mm, the only games I can play on this uh, need to have controller support, and all the things I want to play don't have controller support. <laughs> Should have thought that through a little a little more. But, eh, it's been fine. And, in sad news, upsetting news. Um, Woohoo! I love sad news. It's my favorite. Yeah, uh... I think everything after this kind of bummer news is uh, is pretty positive. Um, but to, to be fair, of... this bummer news won't really impact a lot of people because most people forgot or never knew it was a thing. Right. And in my case, it was a uh, forgot and then was upset that I forgot and then I was upset that it had been canceled. So the Marvel MMO that had been being worked on um it was being done by um it was led by the city of heroes designer jack emmer at daybreak studios um that game has been canceled i think that mmo was um brought up right around the time we got all of those other marvel things it's only been around i think it was announced like maybe six months or you know just shy of that <clears throat> and they wrote to put it simply um the mmo would be too expensive and unable to guarantee certain amounts of money in return um that's brutal uh because yeah that's definitely something i've been kind of longing for is a really really good like superhero mmo um and they just don't exist because mmos are dying pretty much there's there's the the cornerstone ones that are still going strong um, and then you'll get something new that comes out and it just, it just won't last. Yeah, um, it's, it's tough. And too many different play, too many different teams and well, too many different companies were trying to break into that market at just the wrong time. Yeah. Um, like you're, you're never going to see wow go away. You're never going to see final fantasy 14 go away. Jesus or 11 Christ, probably. I was gonna say, yeah, we're 20 years now into final <laughs> fantasy 11. That game was supposed to have stopped receiving support like five years ago. Um, yeah. And it's still going strong, and it's it's insane to me. 
um, but even DC Universe Online is mostly free to play and it's still going strong because people are still buying the other content for it or buying the membership for it to be able to use the content without having to outright buy it. Right. Um, it's, I, I think that, uh, I feel like Marvel MMO getting canceled, I hate to see it happen. I, I do feel like it was a good call. I don't, I don't see at this point a new MMO hitting the market and doing doing well enough to carry itself um, without right. seeing a severe severe underperformance from the very start it really reminds me uh when mmos come out it really reminds me of like a new business you shouldn't expect to see a positive return in the first like three years <laughs> five years maybe um so it is it is incredibly incredibly risky um and and for me to be as bummed out as I am is purely a selfish thing. I, I've really wanted this. It, it it it's a for me kind of thing. Definitely not for everyone, and that's why it would have failed. Um, but what they've said is the um, around fifty million that they put in into it over the last um, three years will now be put into uh, multiple smaller size projects, um, including continued support. Uh, for other games like Lord of the Rings Online, DC Universe Online, alongside new game opportunities based on its own IPs. So, uh, it, it, is it going with the Surefire thing? Maybe. Um, but are people really clamoring for Lord of the Rings Online and DC Universe Online? I mean, they're still doing well, but they they need something to get in that that man i'm just thinking about video see i'm thinking about mmos and i'm like who's at the top of its game and these two are not jockeying i doubt for maybe even top three and then on top of that mmos within video games in general and mmos are definitely not even jockeying for the top like 25 in genre so it is it's tough uh it's a niche audience and if there is a, a something superhero and MMO related that could bring it back, I would think it's Marvel. But getting all of those licensing rights and and uh, all the legalities that come with that, yeah, is, that's is, that's is the biggest hurdle. It's contract paperwork. Like you, there's so much money, and as we've already seen from the movies, oh, yeah. just movie wise itself, and everyone knows like when it comes to the movies. Everyone knows the Spider-Man, Sony versus Disney, Marvel side of everything. Um, but then there's also the little more nuanced things that people forget about, like the Universal Hulk side of things, which is why we're not getting any Hulk movies anytime soon. Because yeah. neither Sony nor Marvel, or well, neither Sony nor Disney owns the rights to the Hulk. Universal still does for some stupid reason. Interesting. And and then you have all those gray areas of niche characters from little side comics where their first appearance was versus where they got popularized. The comic book world is too chaotic of a nightmare to be able to make it easy. And the worst thing that we could see happen, we've kind of already seen happen with Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Pretty rough launch there. Um and the, maybe not even the launch, maybe the continued support. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, it's, I think it's more than the launch at that point. Like The launch was definitely rocky, but the way they handled everything after the fact, also not good. Um, cause Did they cancel their roadmap completely? I don't think so. 
Um, I don't think they have. I just think that they're like that stubborn dad on the road trip that isn't looking at the roadmap anymore. That's fair. I, I, I don't even recall if we got Spider-Man. Not yet. Huh. I know At they least, did get I don't, Black Panther, though. God, I don't think so, anyway. Let me... I have to look now. I have to see if we actually did get Spider-Man yet. Um, oh, no, I think we did. Oh. Uh, I'll be damned. Yeah, I think we finally, finally did. Um... It just took absolutely forever. I'm honestly, more than all of this, I'm more excited for Midnight Suns, and I'm not usually the biggest Marvel fan. So. What I like about Midnight Suns and just the idea of Midnight Suns is having... I, I really like those Marvel games um, where they bring in a new character for the for the game. Someone original, not someone that they have to fit into this this glass box of you know why these two characters who you know wouldn't be together or who don't like each other why they're trying to get together and and be you know just cool with each other um that's what i really like about that i liked it you know back in the day i think we had um they, they didn't create a new character but they put in um what was her name allison kressmere um I think she was what was her code name? Magma. Um she was kind of the main character. She went by like another name because she had like uh amnesia. Um and she had been around a while. She was part of the New Mutants, you know, debuted in like early eighties. Um but it just you know, wasn't a big character. And then um she ended up getting uh put into the video game which one was it x-men legends the original x-men legends um and i thought that was really good because it was like cool we have this you know we don't have to focus on like a like a, a, a staple character we can focus on this other character who's doing important things um and, and that's what i like about the idea of midnight suns i'm excited to see like They've created, fully created this character. It's brand new. It's not even someone who's been around forever that nobody knows anything about. So, that should be cool. Yeah. I'm excited we have a lot to see of what other, happens with it. We have a lot of other things, you know, in development there, too. I know we have, like, the Wolverine game. We have another Spider-Man coming up. Um, this was, like, one of, like, four games that was announced that as uh, that's just not, um, unfortunately, just not going to make it. All right. Um, so, <clears throat> following up on us talking about Raven Software um, and their employees uh, working to unionize, um, the union, uh, the the vote, um, did end up passing. So they did win their um, union election. Um, group of twenty eight QA testers um, at Activision Blizzard subsidiary Raven Software won their bid um, for union. Um, let's see. I was looking for the vote because I had saw it the other day. Um, um, oh God, I think it was like 19 to three. Yeah, it was a very low amount. Um, hmm. 
it was really it, it was, was a very small amount of people but it's it's strictly pretty much just QA it's not it, this isn't really tackling yeah 19 it is it was 19 to 3 you're right um and there's been a lot of a lot of weird like voice and talk after this um Phil Spencer even came uh, came out and you know has uh, they made it clear that this is something that'll be recognized and, and spoke more about after the um, merger of Activision Blizzard with Microsoft is complete, um, which is like mid next year. Um, so this will be something that's just kind of sitting on the back burner, which is good for the union, um, for the people that are in, you know moving forward with the union because it gives them time to plan. Um, and, and figure out how to make this long lasting and maybe even how to um, push the idea um, further and maybe drag get more people on their side um, within Raven in general just to see how that um, how that works out um, how wild would it be uh, if, if that continues to like grow and develop and then Microsoft's like mm, you know what let's go ahead and just go with it I wonder what impact that would have. Basically, I have a test company that's part of a union. Oh, I'm excited for the positive momentum. Um, it's still... There's still so many moving pieces in how it's all going to be handled. And we've already seen how negatively Activision themselves were handling it with offering pay raises to everybody that wasn't part of this. But, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I'm hopeful that this pushes more people to do more and more people to work together because we've seen multiple people in recent days come out saying that unionization isn't bad. Like it's, we should, people, companies should embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can go either way, to be honest. Um, there are positives and negatives of the whole union thing but um in this case I, I do believe it is something that uh the industry could really benefit from just because of the really bad practices that the industry yeah. has been getting away with for such a long yeah. time and anytime a company is willing to put so much money and effort into talking you out of doing something you should probably do that thing that's <laughs> true that's true um, so one of the other things that kind of went on there were there, there was a um, Star Wars celebration um, and they announced a few they announced a lot of Star Wars stuff of course um, but there were a few things that um, kind of uh, pushed into the video game realm um, I almost said let's start with the lesser of the two and then I couldn't figure out which one was the lesser of the two <laughs> Yeah, because they're, they're both, both really kinda, good. Yeah, they're well, both kind of a big deal. Let's start with the um, the one that's closest to us. Um, so on June eighth, uh, they did announce that um, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic two will be hitting the Switch, which is a pretty big deal. Um, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is considered one of the best Star Wars games of all time. Uh, one of the game series, the two in the series, um, especially in the RPG world, just being one of the best RPGs of all time. I remember playing 
this game for the first time and looking at it it still kind of makes me feel like a kid it's just such a big deal to be able to create your character fall into the shoes of a jedi whatever they happen to be whatever they happen to do um and it feels really really damn cool to pick your lightsaber to choose are you going to be good or are you going to be evil um it just it, it's again like i said the best description is if you played this when you were younger it does make you just kind of feel like a kid and if you haven't played it it is a cool story to experience from beginning to end i don't know if you'll have that nostalgia that a lot of us do um i mean the games but, were good enough that they spawned a pretty successful mmo to, to, to step back on what we talked about previously yeah um Star Wars The Old Republic is still going. Um, it went free to play with member extra memberships and extra add-ons and all that fun stuff, so it changed how it works, but it's still going. Yeah. Um, I've tried to play Knights of the Old Republic multiple times. I just I can't get myself into it, and I, I think it's just because of the kind of game that it is, and I want to. I really want to. Um, but I think the, the coolest news about this release, about getting KOTOR 2 is that they're going to be bringing the... they're going to be restoring DLC to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there was there was DLC that was scrapped for the game way back, and they're going to be making that a thing. They're going to be bringing that to people that have it. And, yeah, that that is really cool. So if you are into, like action RPGs um, it still kind of has a turn basey feel um, and you like those early like Bioware things um, and you never played this for some reason I don't know how all of that could come together um, but if, if that has indeed happened and you're that person um, buy a Switch pre-order get Night Seals Republic I would say definitely start with the first game it's fantastic um, and the second game is I think just just as good um, so yeah that's one of the big announcements um, arguably a bigger announcement um, the Star Wars Jedi announced their new game Survivor um, which is I think that's exciting for people who are not even as big of Star Wars fans just because of how fun and the combat in the first game was um you know respawn um they did a fantastic job with fallen fallen order um creating this um movie like cinema quality um story with you know real actors and and things like that and um yeah survivor is um it looks like it is slated for 2023 and yeah it's looking looking really solid um i i've i i don't really can't really say a hundred percent of what's going on but i'm excited to learn <laughs> it's it's funny that while while watching this trailer and while talking about this um i was randomly scrolling through Twitter because I, I just always have to to see if anything new pops up. And somebody pointed out that uh, Jedi Survivor, you know, the new game coming out, 
Um, Solo, the movie that everybody kind of ended up not liking, um, and Kenobi, the new series on Disney Plus, are all taking place around the same year. Yeah. So, uh, pretty pretty stressful time. Pretty stressful time for everybody. Yeah. I, I think it's really they're like, how can we uh, shine some light on a time that a lot of people have asked about, but we've got very little information about. Um, so I, I think that I think that was the the long play. Um, while continuing to focus on, I mean, it's really fan service. They're really continuing to focus on their High Republic stuff, looking back at everything that was kind of talked about. You know, they did talk a lot about, um, yeah, it's, I'd say it's 50-50, you know, between High Republic and then fan service stuff of things, you know, people are just genuinely interested in. Um, so, yeah, very cool. It still continues to be a really good time to be a Star Wars fan. Inside and outside of the video game world. So I'm excited to see who, uh, if you've watched the trailer, the dude in the, uh, with the uh, respirator in the goo tube um, is with the uh, anime hair. Right. I'm curious on where this is because it's probably been about, 10 years maybe 12 years at the max since um the uh order was given um and this place looks completely over overgrown like it was somebody who was forgot in this tube but the other person continue you know the people who own it continue to pay the light bill for some reason the electric so i i don't know it's it it's interesting it's interesting to see. Um, I, I'm, I'm super excited to see where some of these characters have went um, from the first game. Like what you know, what some of their canon decisions were going from game one to game two. Like there's there's lots of fan theories out there about who that person could be. And oh, do we have it, any interesting ones that we've seen? Um, I actually just looked, found one on a random page out here, and there are some fans that are speculating that the person in the tank could be um, a different take on Starkiller, you know, Darth Vader's apprentice. Um, You know, the Force-sensitive Starkiller was taken uh, by Darth Vader during the Galactic Empire era. Um, after Merrick's Jedi parents were both murdered, Vader kidnapped the child to raise as his apprentice and personal assassin. After years of service, he was eventually betrayed by Vader and left for dead. Uh, technically, that character isn't canon as Starkiller belongs to the Star Wars Legends Expanded Universe, but that's not to say that another that another version of Starkiller couldn't be made to exist in the main universe. So it's it's we're getting into that point now where people are theorizing the idea of well what if it is their way of taking that character and and bringing a version of that into this. Um, it's it's weird. I know there's going to be more theories than that out there until the game actually comes out, and even then there's still going to be even more theories because people are crazy. Yes. So yeah, just tons of. Uh... Uh, I, I'm excited to see some of those fan, some of the fan theories. I'm gonna look into that across this next week and just see what, 
you know, what people are kind of dissecting from the video, what, what's coming up. Um, yeah, it does look like Starkiller might be the, might be the forefront person right now. Yeah, it's like it's one of the biggest ones that people are out there looking at. They're like, oh, oh. That's cool. Um, all right, so moving off of Star Wars, um, just kind of looking at schedules. We're getting into it. Um, getting into the summer, uh, and as we push forward, you know, early June is used to be E3 season. Uh, everything's kind of broke apart, and we're moving into uh, what we've called for the last couple of years the summer of gaming. Um, for this year's summer of gaming, uh, there's a lot going on. I really recommend um, heading over to, um, I think it was Summer Games Fest website, um, and, and getting those updates. Um, it'll keep you loosely on track. It will not do the best job. Um, if you really want to stay on top of it, um, I would say kind of schedule some alerts in your phone for things that you're interested in now. So like sit down and if you are interested in Summer Games Fest, cool. That's going to be um, Thursday, June 9th. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're interested in like the Tribeca Games Spotlight, again the 10th just kind of pop those in your phone so you can remember some of those um bigger things um it looks like uh again typically um we would have seen uh early xbox kind of showing out before the summer games fest they usually show out right around between the 6th 7th and 8th um whereas everything usually kicks off right around the 9th uh, it looks like they're pushing back they're going um june 12th that's usually like more of a nintendo day um they're going the same day as the pc gaming showcase um so those are the two big things on you know possibly one of the kickoff last days traditional e3 last days um so you know a lot of stuff going on there um a lot of things have various times it, again it is it is hard to keep up um june 9th um that's 11 a.m um, I think that's 2 Eastern Standard Time. Um, so it's 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific is when the Summer Games Fest officially kicks off. There are things, of course, before that. They have the IGN Expo um, on the 10th at uh, noon. Um, and uh, let's look for the Bethesda Xbox Showcase. Um, looks like it's 1, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on June 12th. So, um, a lot going on there. We know Nintendo's not going to be doing anything there. They're going to probably announce a, like a, a treehouse. Sony has their direct coming up um, this this week. So if you're listening to this podcast forum on Monday, um, it will be uh, tomorrow in that case. Um, so yeah, just pay attention to when things are coming out as well. Um, you know, check out our our website you know we'll do our best to keep you guys up to date as uh, as usual um and then you wanted to specifically call out uh steam's next fest yeah only because when i booted up steam earlier to look at something it popped up and told me um yeah. Yeah. steam's next fest is june 13th to the 20th wow. so we're getting a, a little bit of everything um it's june is always a big month um, but with NextFest, we typically get like hundreds of demos available, uh, lots of live streams, 
Uh, a lot of things that I typically honestly miss out on because I will add so many different things to my queue to check out and never get the time for. Um, right. And it's, that's, just, that's just how this time of the year always is. It's like, oh, look, there's all these different demos for things I would love to try out, especially all these different indie games that are coming. Um, and that's one of the best places to really get them. And I, I never have the actual time. So I'm, I'm going to try to divide my resources up to at least look at all these different things going forward. But I know it's going to be tough. I'm not even going to lie to myself. I, I can't promise anything. Yeah, um, and, and I like these uh, things that Steam does. You usually see tons of sales that pop up um, and, and um, you know, different things that happen like that. Um, typically, during previous live streams myself, um, I've even won video games from Steam for watching their live stream. Um, so it's definitely, you know, if you are games fan if you play on pc even if you're kind of like a loose pc player like i am um yeah it, it does um does serve you just to you know check it out see what you know see what's going on um man and so many demos you'll find i i would be very surprised if you watched um even a little bit of that and you didn't find something that you liked so um, we'll keep up with all of that. You know, we'll be uh, looking back, checking in uh, across that time. We still have a um, we still have a little bit of time until then. Uh, we'll be pretty much able to release our next show, um, so that'll be kind of the go home to uh, Summer Games Fest, um, and then uh, and then the let's see. Looking at the dates, the thirteenth. Yeah, and then the next one will kind of be the go home show for the the, the next fest. So, um, yeah, we're we're getting into that time. So, uh, you know, just just get your uh, temper, your expectations, and uh, you know, bearing the hatches. We'll uh, hopefully uh, hopefully get some good things and uh, you know some positive confirmation on some of the things that that we're interested in um i think always my biggest thing when i go in is i try not to expect too much um and always kind of side with the developer on the idea of pushing something if it needs pushed uh, i think we've learned that time and time again um so uh yeah just a, a, i guess a few words of wisdom um coming from someone who's my goodness watched like i don't want to say all of them but i've watched so many like e3 definitely every summer games fest we've only been doing that a couple of years now but um uh so mark that calendar and um you know if you guys get the chance feel free let us know what you're interested in seeing you can let us know over on facebook facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc we appreciate all the likes comments and shares and as well over on twitter at mammoth games inc um but yeah, that's all I got. Um, do you have anything, uh, anything that uh, that you missed for today? No, not that I can think of. It's been a, it's been a very news-heavy week. Just waiting for things to start happening, and I've got a feeling that social media is going to blow up next week, starting with all these Sony announcements. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to see all of that. Um, so, uh, for Mammoth Games Info, I'm one of your hosts, Jay. Um, and with me this week, the one and only Johnny. I'm back and I'm ready. Yeah, you can find him at Johnny Ryan. Find me 
at Nightswarm on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one.